Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched The Evil Dead, released in 1981 and directed by Sam Raimi. The Evil Dead tells the story of five friends who go up to a cabin in the woods where they find unspeakable evil lurking in the forest. They find a tome called the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead, and the taped translation of the text. Once the tape is played, the evil is released. One by one, the teens are possessed. With only one remaining, it is up to him to survive the night and battle the evil dead. Ooh. Ooh. So you were... You chose to read the actual plot summary instead of my notes underneath. I don't. I don't know if um, handheld, grainy, amateurish Bruce Campbell, amateurish Bruce Campbell looking fine is an appropriate plot summary. Look, I think that's a perfectly appropriate plot summary, and it sums it up <laughs> pretty good. It doesn't have to be Bruce Campbell looking fine too, because because I was pleasantly surprised by how good this movie looks, even mm. though it's shot clearly on grainy sixteen mil handheld, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those sort of labor of love movies where they went out every weekend for millions of years and filmed it and apparently Bruce Campbell was the only one who could put up with it long enough to stay in the movie and there's all these sorts of – I think a lot of the stuff about it has sort of grown into myth, mm. not just the movie but like the making of the movie and I think that is what enhances it for a lot of people. Yeah. I always like those stories about – well, I, I both love and hate the stories about people who go out every weekend and make a movie with their friends. because I love it because it means that the art form is totally accessible and if you just have enough drive and ambition, you too can make a movie. Mm. But I hate it because it makes me feel super lazy for not having done it myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we watched Evil Dead. It's considered a classic by a lot of people. It's not my favorite. Mm. It's. I think it's fine – for what it is, but I think I sort of figured it out last night and I feel like I never sort of just get swept up in this movie. Like I just can't, I never see it as anything but a movie. It's almost like the movie that plays in the background at a drive-in while a couple makes out in the car and is about to get stabbed. That's what it feels like to me. Like it doesn't feel like a real movie that I can sort of get involved with. I have to say I kind of See what you mean. Mm. Um, it's incredibly self-referential. Now I'm, we do we did a horror movie because it's Halloween this week. We did, and also it pushes me out of my comfort zone a little. I'm not into watching horror movies because I don't like being scared because I'm a big wimp. And so even I sort of got a feeling that it was very much referential about the horror genre. It was self-aware and like it, it was certainly um, it was there was a breaking the fourth wall element to it maybe yeah i don't know i don't even know if that's it it's just that like i, I don't i never felt anything for any of these characters to start with and i i think oh, yeah. also i i mean i spend more time laughing at this movie than scared of it i would uh, i was not scared i know it's supposed to be a balance of horror and comedy but for me I like i get that everything's supposed to look scary but i never get much horror out of it mm. uh and and it just feels too much like i'm watching something trying to be a movie than something that's trying to be a story mm. that I can get into. I don't know. I mean, there's other self-referential movies that I love, like Cabin in the Woods and lots of other movies that are very much, you know, self-aware and making jokes about themselves. And, and I get into those more. It's, it's, there's something that just I can't connect with this one very well. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess there, it, comparing it to Cabin in the Woods, which I have seen, obviously it doesn't have that sort of really obviously self-referential smart script going on but it's definitely got some little little you know 
hints. Like yeah. there's, a, there's movie posters and he's in front of a film projector at one point, one of the most beautiful shots of the whole thing. And it, yeah, so he's, I get that there are kind of points that are self-referential, but it's not as, not as obviously so as it would be in a more modern day movie. Right. But hmm, I, di- I didn't get scared, but I'm confused as to whether it's because I've developed a defense mechanism when watching horror movies where I just am like, no, Melissa, it's not real. You know, it's not real. They're just filming that. Why don't you try and appreciate it for the creature effects and the blood? And and then I find myself appreciating it on that level, which is to say it looked like they had a heck of a lot of fun mm. with the makeup and the effects and the blood and the gore and actually and just the shooting apple sauce. It. The apple sauce. Well, the, the, um, the 2% milk that comes out of their eyes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that that's like. I like horror movies. Mm. I go to a lot of horror movies. I sit there with my hands over my ears most of the time, but I really enjoy them. In spite of that, I love Why are your hands over your ears. I don't know. That's. I guess that's my defense mechanism. The sound, like the really loud sound of watching it in a theater, uh, in a cinema, bothers me more. If I'm watching a horror movie at home, it's not an issue. So it's just like how loud it is. And I think it's because I don't like jump scares. And when the jump scare comes, there's often really loud, like shrieky noises that make me jump worse. And so I think that might be why. Mm. I, don't, um, I don't like jump scares either. No. But I don't but like any scares. I don't mind. I like being scared. I like horror movies. I enjoy a lot of them. Um, I've watched quite a few of them. And so I don't, for me, it's not that. I just never got any horror out of this. Um, it's, I appreciate it for what it is. Mm. I appreciate what they were trying to do with it and what they managed to achieve on the budget that they had. Um, but to me, it's like, I think all cult movies have certain followings and this one has one that I'm not a part of and I'm a part of some other ones and I understand why people appreciate it. It's just not my favorite. That's all right. I think I said something similar when it came to Star Wars. So, you know, I completely get where you're coming from. And I, I was just sort of thinking about that, actually, don't, not liking scares. I do I do like a little bit of a scare, but I think the one bit where I did get a bit scared and it was probably more of a ooh than scared was the tree rape thing. Oh, yeah. That's ooh, not – yeah, that to God. me that's not scary. Although there's a horror element to it. Yeah, no, I was um, horrified, not so much And it is scared. really, really – like it's, it's very controversial scene, um, a very infamous scene. I don't know how I feel about it because I don't feel like they're trying to diminish the horror of it, but it's still pretty misogynistic. Right, exactly. Like, I think that they were trying to say, look, this is, they're really, really evil and horrible. But it also, it, in, in such a light tone sort of movie where a lot of it is comedy, that seems really, really inappropriate. And yeah, I don't, like, there's this sort of idea that I have that if you saw it written down on paper without the comedy elements that, like, this really evil spirit, it, this is how it gets into people and then it invades them and it um, it takes over everybody around them and stuff would be kind of an interesting idea. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because it, it, it would actually um, do justice to the horror of that kind of invasion and that kind of sexual violence. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really work. The way they do this. No. Um, um, and to see that is awful. It was really awful and yeah. unpleasant to watch. And I believe it's sort of like an, it was improvised. The script just said something like the woods attack her and that's and then it was shot. This okay. is according to my reading anyway. that The script just said something along the lines of the woods attack her. Yeah. And so, I th- you know, early on, you know, you see the tree branches grabbing her and all that. It makes sense. But I think – but. But somehow when they were making the scene, they just kind of kept going further and further and further with it. I don't know. Um, I know that Ted Raimi 
it's Ted that directed. Sam Raimi. Sam directed. Sam directed this. I get them mixed up. Sam Raimi said he regretted putting it in the movie. Right. But it's still in the remake. Of course it is. So, but then like people were really, movies. really excited about seeing it in the remake, uh. which is kind of horrendous. Yeah. See, that bothers me a lot as well. But people are honestly more sexist now than they were in 1981, though, I reckon. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's pretty hard to. Yeah. It's pretty hideous. Mm. Um, so, and, and then like the, the characters, I don't know whether this is a flaw in the writing or in the movie or in the production of making it. The r- characters, apart from Ash, aren't really all that well fleshed out. No, like, I can't. You've just I got, they are such caricature names. One I can. of them was called Cheryl. And his girlfriend is called Linda. Oh, right, because your mum's name. <laughs> yes, that's why I remember it. Um, I and the other two I can't remember. I can couldn't remember for the life of me. There was like douchey guy and three girls and then there's like tree rape girl because she's the one. And, that's and that, Cheryl. Oh, that's Cheryl, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that was she was kind of interesting because she's the first one attacked but she's the only one not like having sex. You know how there's that horror movie thing about girls get punished for having sex? Yeah. She's the first one attacked and she's the only one of the girls not having sex. So that was kind of – Yeah, Cheryl I is – notice that. Uh, she gets fun things to do too because she mm. is the one who brings back the evil. To yeah, the she's, house. she's the first one. Um, she's the first one to go. Yeah. And there's that shot of her, like, there's the card bit and she's looking out the window and she predicts all the cards and then she turns around and it's the first time you see all the makeup. And it's yeah. pretty funny. Um, I mean, scary. That's the thing is that that should be scary, right? Right. It should. Um, it's not scary. Well, I, I wasn't scared, but then I don't know, maybe I was just doing the whole, I'm too cool to be scared. I'm, I'm, I'm tough. I'm tough. I can get through this. I can do it. I can do it. Well, I didn't, I don't feel that way. Yeah. I like scary movies and I just sort of went, oh, it's so funny that she, <laughs> she did that. Um, I, I sort of knew But then coming. she gets to be the one in the basement who says all the cool lines yeah. and like stuff like that. Um, I love, th- everybody seems to be more interesting after they're dead. Like Linda, when she totally. dies, is hilarious. Yeah, she becomes like this moving doll thing. Yeah. She's just like sitting up straight and smiling. And giggling. And giggling. And like, she seems to be the happiest zombie. I know. She just laughs constantly. And it's kind of, and then there's a creepy moving down the hallway and she just sits and watches and giggles. And it's, cr- I actually think that's possibly the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. Because she's creepy. Uh, while at the same time being funny. I think that might be the only time that I ever sort of went, that's actually kind of scary. Mm. Oh, I actually, I've realised. Ash versus House, not scary. No. I have realised I have actually found, I did find a little bit of it scary. The very last scene, that was cool. Oh, yeah. The last scene was cool. last scene was really cool. The it's racing the- through the, I really, actually really liked, there was a few shots. You never. There seems to be like this monster outside, but you never see them. You just see them moving through the woods. Yeah, it's the love monster point of view. Yeah, love that um, stuff. Is really cool. Um, and that 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 those sorts of bits prove to me that there's this really good idea in this movie. Mm. And what I have done, and Melissa hasn't done, is I've seen the Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. And what you'll find when you see Evil Dead Two is they sort of make the movie they wanted to make. For Evil Dead. So it's not a sequel. It's the same story again, but different. Mm, that does So they cool. rewrite I, the story. And, I did and read about that. Personally, I actually prefer Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. And my favorite is Army of Darkness, which goes to this like completely insane bonkers place where they go back, where Ash goes back to like medieval somewhere and, and there's deadites and, and skeleton army. That, and, that's where he ends up with a chainsaw for a hand. Yeah. Well, that actually happens in Evil Dead 2. Right. Of course. The the hand bit, okay. um, but 
like this is my boomstick. That line is from Army of mm. Darkness. Um, Army of Darkness is so much fun. And I know I want to watch them all. I mean, we didn't have time. We had to kind of yeah. Get going. Well, we can watch the rest of them if I'd you like, want to. Like to watch all the, rest uh, of them. the Evil Dead Two also has a much bigger ending. Yeah. And much, much more impressive than the Ash versus House ending, which seriously just bores me so much. I just get like, it's all like creepy shot of something else and then creepy shot of something else and the house is bleeding. And I'm like, oh my God. I, I don't know why, but that whole okay. part of it for I, me I is just like. Oh. I didn't mind it. I particularly liked, I think I liked that very last shot, which I, as I said, is one of my the best endings I've seen. It was really yeah, great. It was a great ending. And then you go into these um, credit sequence. It's got this sort of oldie timey mm. music going over it. It's fantastic. Lo- loved that bit. Also really like the, I think it might be after Ash versus House when he goes down into the basement and the blood drips over the projector and lights that's, him in this spooky red light. Is that part of Ash versus House? Uh, yeah, that's that's right at the beginning of Ash versus House, I think, actually. I, I really liked that bit. <laughs> There's a whole section of that. Yeah, I prefer Ash versus Deadites. I like the chopping up. I like. I also like when the guy chops up the girlfriend. Although that's you know misogynistic, it's also quite fun. Yeah, <laughs> like that bit. The whole. I think for me, the strongest section of the movie is from the invasion of the Deadites up until Ash versus House. Right. When they're actually sort of still holding out hope that they might be okay in the face of ridiculous odds. <laughs> Um, and when, and before, but it's a very short section of the movie and you've written down in your notes that, um, it ticks off all the horror movie cliches, but for me, it, it goes really fast. Yeah. They're almost like it's, it is like a box, a tick list of, yeah, of, of like, you've got to hit this note and this note and this note. I kind of, I didn't even write them all down cause I was, yeah, I think I was writing it as I, as I went along, but it was, it did, it, it had a whole lot of like, this thumbs in eyes and there's like really all these particular little gross bits and it's sort of tick 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 um yeah i mean more but, the but actual I, like plot you know the the oh, the whole part thing. where they get picked off one by one right happens in like 20 minutes or really really it quickly seems to happen so fast and for me that's the best part of the movie so it's kind of disappointing that it happens so fast mm. because you it means that when they say things like we're all going to be okay you're like that is patently ridiculous they have taken over four of you in half an hour in like you know yeah. 15 minutes of screen time <laughs> it's not gonna happen so clearly we have different opinions on this i enjoyed ash versus house and you're <laughs> bored by it yeah whereas i think it's kind of cool and it's it, maybe because i'm not so accustomed to the horror thing it sort of ticks all the horror boxes in that section and and it and it does some cool stuff i i quite like a lot of stuff they do with the house like the it's overdone, but the bit at the beginning where the swing, yeah. bang, bang, bang into the house until they get the key and unlock the door. I kind of like all that stuff. It's I, I well, it creepily, yeah, it creepily stops clock, when clock the going they backwards is another Ash versus House thing. Mm. Yeah, I, I and the the um the basement door, all that. I guess I like we just stuff. have maybe that's just not my kind of thing. But yeah, and and the makeup's great. The makeup is amazing, and like I said before, I think they had lots of fun with it. Yeah, is it's just. <laughs> It's completely over the top, but I mean, you—they're zombies, so you doesn't—it doesn't. They're not well, zombies. Is that what they are? They're called, they're called deadites. Deadites. So I mean, they're they're made up characters. They don't have to look a certain way. So they had pretty much free reign as to how they made them. So and none of them quite looked the same. And there was all this. There were these funny things where, like, they—I think some of the makeup was also to hide the fact that uh, there were stand-ins. Yeah. For some of the actors where you can see shots where you're like, that's not the same actor that was playing this character in the shot before. No. Um, but yeah, I think that was part of it. But I, I do like that it was all, they just 
through what they had at the screen. Yeah, they just basically, basically did anything. And there's some cool um, stop-motion flesh-eating yeah. stuff right at the end, which is um, it looks amazing. Uh, and even the um, just hacked-up body parts at yeah. various <laughs> they times. Twitch. They twitch. They twitch. Like, so cool. Yeah. And they're just all over the place. Yeah. So they obviously had a lot of fun with that. And there's a lot of blood and stuff thrown right at you. There's no – to me, what the horror that scares me is I'm definitely the person who's scared – by my own imagination, things that happen off screen, like noises and things you can't quite see, that to me is a lot scarier than blood and guts. Mm. I'm quite used to blood and guts. I'm a Tarantino fan. So I'm. I, they throw a lot of blood and guts at you. And I guess it might have been a lot for the time in which it was released, but for a person in 2013, it's not a huge amount of blood and guts. We're pretty used to that kind of stuff. And the scariest stuff for me is the, you know, creeping down into a dark basement kind of that to me I find a lot scarier than most of this movie which is gore and blood and guts and chainsaws and stuff yeah so the first part is is a little bit more that and this then there's a lot of body horror stuff a lot of that yeah I tend to have more of a reaction of oh cool than yeah scary when there's that sort of body horror stuff I think a lot of the time I'm like, wow, that looks so awesome, rather than, oh, my God, his head's off. But um, sometimes, I mean, I was eating my dinner during the scene where they were oh, yeah. all breaking down and I was like, it's fine. It, so, it would not have bothered me either. I think I feel like I had an ice cream or a snack or something on me while I was watching it. Yeah, compared to like the thing, the movies that I find really scary are like Halloween is really scary. Yeah. And Halloween is all build. And I think The Conjuring is sort of similar. The Conjuring I found really scary. And that's a lot of build up as well. So I would have uh, liked to have watched Halloween actually, but the sheer practicality of the fact that this was available on Netflix and Halloween <laughs> wasn't is why yeah. we chose this one. And I think I probably would genuinely have been scared in that. That mm. build up anticipation is always the scary bit. I'm the person who on the roller coaster when you inching up, inching up, inching up. That's where I'm the most scared. And then you drop me and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And and Halloween has those things that freak me out, which are the ones that are like, I know it's a really, really overused trope, but you know how you see somebody one minute and then like a bus passes and they're gone or they yeah. disappear behind a pole and then they're not there anymore and stuff mm-hmm. is much, much scarier to me than, for instance, you know, the girl turns around and her head's hanging funny and she's got, white eyes and weird skin and stuff. Completely agree. One of the scariest things I, that ever happened to me was after watching the Weeping Angels episode of Doctor Who, I happened to go wander out into my backyard and I looked over the fence and all I could see was like this grey human-shaped thing. Turns out my neighbour had grey hair, but it scared the living poo out of me when I saw it. I was like, <gasps> I had nightmares about those Weeping Angels, that whole like, oh, that, that stuff's scary. One time I thought I saw a velociraptor, but it was a kangaroo. True story. Well, they anyway. have those little arm. Can- <laughs> kangaroos and velociraptors look quite alike in profile. I'm, yeah. I don't think that's weird. Uh, yeah, so there are other movies that have scared me, but like there are certain jump scares that have stayed with me for my whole like life. Yeah. Uh, there's this shot in the American version of The Ring. Mm. And the, there's this woman who's like, oh, I saw her face, the face of her niece or something. And then you mm. you cut to that, or her daughter, you cut to that all of a sudden. And it's this like emaciated, weird, creepy face and it drops. And it's just a sudden cr- cut to that and her face drops. And like, that was one of the scariest moments in a movie I've ever seen. So I think it's like, yeah, unless it's that sort of like creepy sort of thing or sudden scares, it doesn't have quite I, the same effect on me. I think you me. have to come out from from nowhere. One of the ones that g- got me 
was, and I've only seen Psycho once, but I knew what was coming. I knew about the shower scene. I knew about all that. There's a second second murder in Psycho where he's at the top of the stairs and in the Bates mansion. Yeah. And Bates comes out and gets him. And you just, it comes from nowhere. You don't expect it. And it's really sudden. Yeah. The second death always gets people, I think. The second death in Psycho, that one gets me. And I mean, and there's other ones, uh, that fleeting moment in Fellowship of the Ring where yeah, I know I mentioned that too, right? That where um, Bilbo's face goes evil because he sees the ring and he wants, and it's just it's a second, and you almost might have missed it, except that your heart is racing and you've spilled popcorn all over the floor because oh my god, yeah. yeah. And those are the ones that there's no build up, um, no, and they just come and you're like, Ooh. although the other way of doing that yeah. is to have build up, but for a really long time, so you don't know when it's coming. So if you only have build-up for like 10 seconds and then there's a scare, you've already been prepared for it. If you've had build-up for like three scenes or something and you're just – or like minutes and you're just sitting there like, oh, my God, when is it going to happen? And then it happens and you're like, oh, my God. Well, and Evil Dead and also uh, Cabin in the Woods um, do that with the going down into the basement scene. They You you go down into the basement and you think, right, there's going to be a jump scare. There's going to be something and there isn't. And it's like, okay. And it lulls you into a bit of a – sense of security and so I think there was a bit of that when they went down to the basement for the first time and I think mm. the only scare was like the two boys running into each other yeah mm. yeah I, I think uh actually there might have been a reference to that in Cabin in the Woods I feel I'm almost just, certain because there's that bit where there uh, was echoed to- Marty is outside and Patience is coming up behind him you need to say their actors names because I'm not gonna know Frank Kranz is standing outside and Patience is the the killer the um girl yeah Right, so she's coming up. You see her in shadows and then there's a flash of her and then she's coming and then all of a sudden Thor comes running up and smacks into Marty. Yeah. Um, so you think that the scare is going to come from one direction and it, it comes can... from the other. Yeah. And I think so that cool. might actually be a reference now that you've I, mentioned I'm, it to feel... their two boys crashing into each other. In I feel basement. almost certain that it is. It's a bit sad that the only other horror movie I've seen recently is Cabin in the Woods because I'm like, oh, this is so much like it. And, and of course, it's, it is so much like it yes. deliberately. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's an homage, I think, partly to Evil yeah. Dead, although it takes it in a different place. And oh, yeah. the characters are really quite different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, there's a, there's references to other movies as well in Cabin of the Woods. Mm. Like, uh, you know how you see the head of one of the zombie redneck family come up out of the water? Yeah. That's a reference to Friday the 13th, that series, mm. um, because he, uh, was drowned. Mm. The bad guy in that was drowned. So, uh, he comes rising up out of mm. the water. There's a few other ones. That and um, well, the Evil Dead has. And it says Deadites on the board, actually, right. as well. Pro- there's probably a Necronomicon. I feel like I've seen that before. Necronomicon. Necronomicon. I've seen that elsewhere. I don't Maybe know. on the Simpsons. I, f- I feel like that was. Like, I've only ever heard of that in reference to Evil Dead. Maybe it is. And Evil Dead, of course, down in the basement has a poster for The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. Which is, a, I guess, a few years earlier. I, I don't know. My Hills movie Have Eyes is um, not as good. I think that's an older one, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it is, like 70s maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I I can look it up. I have a computer and everything. I also, I watched The Thing today and it was the greatest. I was just in awe. I'd never seen it before and I was like, how have I never seen this before? It's amazing. It was so good. And it kind of threw into um, sharp relief how mediocre I feel about Evil Dead. Yeah. I think it, well, I think like we said at the start, the thing about Evil Dead is not so much the movie itself, but the mythology that's built up around it and all the stuff that happened later and the legendariness of Bruce Campbell and yeah. the whole – even, even yeah, the whole rags-to-riches story about the movie of, yeah. you know, 
these they're like school buddies and they get they make a movie on the weekend with their friends and yeah yeah um yeah the bruce campbell thing is interesting because he doesn't actually have that much of a he's sort of defined in that he's this kind of shy awkward guy yeah kind but of. he doesn't really have that much of an arc no oh, no he one has, has a an much arc. more interesting arc in the in the remake sequel well, I mean, the, and here's the thing. This is what happens when you shoot it over a bunch of weekends, like, and also when he's, he's the he becomes the guy who survives because he was the only one who was able to stick around for the whole length of the shoot. I don't know if that's. I have a feeling I've heard that. I don't know if it's totally true. Just right. to put that out there, they might have written it that way. Yeah, but I know they and he talked was, about him being the only one who right. could put up with the and shoot. And he, he also was kind of a, basically a producer on it. Like he was. Yeah, I think I believe he was a producer on it, so he was helping out behind the scenes. Yeah, and all the rest of it, and the other actors obviously weren't. So I mean, it made made sense for have to have him around longest and, and, yeah. and whatnot. But I, I do, I yeah, I guess that there's that whole sort of it was made over and it, and it was shot over a summer, and then they had to come back like a year or two later, and there's yeah. all kinds of mess that's going on in the background that probably doesn't help in terms of character development. But no, he doesn't, and he's other than he's like the best looking of the bunch there's not really and maybe the tallest i suppose i don't know he's kind of he's kind of the most heroic looking I think he's tall that, and that bruce campbell is the best looking of those guys is possibly projecting from a point of view of knowing who bruce campbell is as in he i could recognize him and yeah oh well he was because linda's quite cute uh, and mm. i would suggest that the guy is actually more traditionally good looking i suppose i think the only one that's not actually tra- sort of traditionally good looking although i think she's quite pretty is probably cheryl right like okay. i don't know i mean i just think that that might uh, he does have the square jaw going on yeah he's he's like tall and square <sighs> but he's, he's also kind of... rocking a monobrow a lot of the time in this movie yeah <laughs> i don't mind a bit of scruff he uh and he is of course the most everymanish of the he is yeah of the characters so yeah see no. i would have mm-hmm. guessed that i mean i don't know if this is pre um last girl final girl era but I would have assumed that there would be like a final girl or something. Although they, I don't know if that's before it. I don't um, even know what final girl is. Final girl is is the surviving girl. So like usually you have everybody killed oh. off and the last person is a girl. Oh, right. That's why they have that trope in various other movies. Yeah, uh, it does seem more common. I mean, you've got Sydney from the Scream movies, although she's not the only survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen she those. Is I've still seen those. Got. Um, Halloween was oh Jamie uh, Lee Curtis Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween girl, last girl yeah uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones it happens all the time though right in like cheap movies and all that sort of stuff as well it ten- there's often a final girl okay um it's so but he, I don't know the final boy he's the final guy yeah why not all the girls go first too they do the two yeah. guys are the last surviving ones right exactly there's not there, um and that and was the, the his the other guy's girlfriend yeah. So I only remember the names of three of them. So the girl whose name I don't remember goes yeah. very, very quickly, mm. like super quickly. Like I just you don't. You I blink can't actually and you remember it. seeing her go. So yeah, you really do blink. Well, she's the one who gets chopped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind but of like, I don't she like go. It, she goes zombie like really quick. Yeah, I think it's just like Cheryl bites her or something, and then she's right. gone. It's something that's that fast. She uh, has whereas, a name. She has a name. It's Shelley. Shelly there. Shelly and, and Cheryl. And the dude, there's, there's, they're, they're Ash, obviously. Yeah. Cheryl, Scott, Linda, and Shelly. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Shelly goes very fast. Yeah. Um, 
and Cheryl gets to stick around for ages in the basement. Yeah, well, she's kind of the most interesting because she's, you know, brings she's them like in. She's like the and head deadite, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's, and also, well, yeah, she's the one who brings the deadites in and gets them into trouble in the first place. Having said that about Ash, I actually now want to recant that about Ash not having a story. He does. Uh, because I forgot about the whole bit with the necklace that he gives Linda and then oh, she's yeah. like, I'll never take it off. And he has to Don't forget to sort your of, plot point, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. She has to sort of cope with – that's a clear Linda reference, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, she has to cope – he has to cope with her death. And yeah. I think that makes him stronger. That is, that's actually a, a nice little subplot there because he tries to chop her up with a chainsaw and he, and can't, he can't do yeah. it and he buries her. and Or he tries to bury he her. tries to bury her. And then she manages to do a whole lot of damage with some dead fingernails. Oh, God, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> both, all of them do that with their fingernails. Oh. There's some there's some nasty poking stuff with fingernails and a, yeah and the, the worst part is the pencil in the ankle. pencil in the Achilles tendon oh oh that's so bad it's so and then <laughs> shut up it's, when he goes to get Linda from the bed and he pulls up the blanket and there's the hole and suddenly there's like this black spidery thing that just comes out of it all of a sudden and takes over her whole body in about <laughs> half a second and you're like whoa that was brilliant that was so great I love that bit <laughs> yeah but he. Yeah, to be fair, I think that's actually a pretty good storyline. Well, there you go. He has he has he has an arc. It's not yeah. it's not great. So I recant what I said five minutes ago. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, fair enough. And he, yeah, he he's good. I do not recant on the um. He's the best looking of the bunch. <laughs> I think that might be a matter of opinion. That's all. Probably. I actually do quite like Bruce Campbell. I'm just saying, in general situation, uh. And also, yeah, I feel like Bruce Campbell didn't quite get to the Bruce Campbell level in this. Like, I think Ash is kind of this. Well, he hadn't become Bruce Campbell by this point. Yeah, but Ash, Ash is a is an integral part of Bruce Campbell, right? Like the whole sort of Bruce Campbellness of Bruce Campbell, is right? He's Ash related, part of Ash, but that and, didn't develop till the second and third right. films. I don't yeah. think that he quite get quite gets to that level in He's this one. He's not there yet. He's not quite at the guy who ends up going off and doing Bubba Hotep. Uh, yet. <laughs> What's Bubba Hotep? Pray tell. Bubba Hotep is a movie about old Elvis who like swapped for a for a stand-in and he's at this old folks home and he becomes friends with a guy who thinks he's JF no not JFK someone else JFK but isn't. Yeah. And uh, the, and old Elvis is Bruce Campbell, and then they have to fight a mummy in their old folks' home. I've totally heard of it. Yes, yeah. I know. I know now. I know what you mean. That's it is magnificent. Oh, it's so great! It's so so awesome. I love that movie. I, I feel like I might have seen it, but anyway, I, it's it's triggering something in my memory, and now I now I desperately need to go out and watch it like now. Yeah. After I watch the thing and Halloween, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you should totally watch the thing. The thing was amazing. I'm so blown away by how good that movie was. I will. I will. I'm trying to think of other really great horror movies that I like. There are some other ones that I feel like I should mention and I just can't think of them right now. I mean, I love Scream. Scream is, that opening is fantastic. And I quite like the other Scream movies, even though a lot of people think they got a lot worse. I still kind of like them. Even the one where they were making a Scream movie called Stab. No, that was good. I liked that too. That was good. I even liked the fourth one that was like too modern for some people. I I never saw it. No, I liked that. It was good. I didn't really like Hellraiser all that much. I saw that recently. Yeah. It was okay. Uh-huh. But it was a little bit 
sick. (laughs) I've I've only recently seen Hellraiser and Halloween, the originals, for the first time. I also only recently saw The Evil Dead, like in the last couple of years for the first time. I've Mm. sort of had to indulge my horror movie interests independently because a lot of what I saw was like horror TV. Because or scary Melissa TV. won't watch them with her. That's why she has <laughs> to have one them. scary movie friend, and it's not me. No, and I'm like the old faithful who who will go to anything. Yeah, The Conjuring that was really great. Mm. Um, I'm sure I'll have more. Yeah, I'll do a reckless. Some <laughs> in the notes. What? Put it on Tumblr. Yeah, I'll put do, it on do Tumblr. A reckless All the for Tumblr with pictures. My personal favorite horror movies. I think that's great. We'll do that for Halloween. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. So do you have a star rating? I'm going to give it, I think I would normally give it like two and a half stars, but I'm going to bump it up to a three because I am really impressed with what they were able to do on their budget with their time frame. So Uh, I'm going to say three. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to give it a three because I was actually more impressed than I thought I would be with it. Okay. So thank you very much for listening to The Silver Screen Queens. If you want to know more about anything we've talked about in today's show, you can have a look at our show notes on our website, which is silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's reviews of this and many, many other movies, you can do so at her blog, which is silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that on our Facebook, where you just like the Silver Screen Queens page and come talk to us or you can find us on Twitter at screen underscore queens and as mentioned just before we do have a Tumblr which is tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com where we indulge our nerdy side and share lots of movie related things. So come hang out with us there. Thank you very much for listening. Bye! And Nosferatu and the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Those are good too. Oh yeah. (laughs) Bye! (laughs) Bye!